Back again here in the old panhandle, the old Floridian panhandle, as yeah. it were. An interesting place in a in a pandemic. That still <laughs> seems to be true. Um, so yeah, we're here, episode fifty four. Got a fun episode planned for you today. Um, kind of wrapping up our little uh, excursion here. I think the next time we record might be in Grand Rapids again. I think so. Yeah. This is a little, this is a, a takedown piece, isn't it? I'd like to take someone down. This, you gave me a hint about it. I feel like it might be a takedown piece. It's a takedown piece. That's for sure. I mean, I don't know. There's not... It's really like the evidence is out there about this guy. I just kind of want to talk about him. And then I want to just talk a little bit more about the ethics behind what he does. But... I mean, you don't want a happily opinionated right. podcast putting you know a negative review of you out there because that is going to be bad for business i mean this guy you know he i don't want anybody to lose their house or anything you know i don't want him to be on the streets because of our podcast a hundred yeah we care about people we have to be careful because this this could have devastating devastating consequences consequences. but and we know know, we know we know how much power we wield (laughs) that's that's the thing about power. If you know how powerful you are and you know how to use that sword, it makes for just, you know, more precise cuts. Yeah. I like to say. So this week we are drinking a Winn-Dixie special. I was going to say, do we have to do the wine? If It's not bad. But I was like, should we tell about the wine when we're just, we're just, we're just snagging bottles from the grocery store yeah, these days. Yeah, that's all we're doing. We're, we are excited to get back and get back to our, our roots, get back to... Leon and Son, mm-hmm. our curated box, as it were. Mm-hmm. But for now, we're doing this. Um, it's a it's a Kendall Jackson Pinot Noir. Hey, so Kendall Jackson from California. Kendall Jackson is one of those ones that you're just. You know what we should have done on this trip? We should have no. done wines that you're going to find everywhere, right? And tested a bunch of them out, like Robert Mandavi, Kendall Jackson, Murphy, Josh Murphy, Good. Yes, the ones where you walk into any wine shop, depending on your state, you might have wine at your grocery store and you'll find these bottles and we could have told you. That would have been, man, hindsight really is twenty twenty. It truly is. Okay. So this week, so a few weeks ago, okay, let me take a, let me take a further step back. I have never been a Dave Ramsey guy. Me neither. And, you know, the Dave Ramsey has been pushed down our throats. If you if you went to any kind of evangelical church growing up, there's like a 98% chance you've heard of Dave Ramsey and your church has sponsored his Financial Peace University. I mean, it makes perfect sense because part of stewardship as a Christian is to be wise with your money. Right. And so any smart person, you know, could latch on to that. Right. And what Dave Ramsey does is he, his financial peace university, it, it like couples his, you know, money practices, his, he calls himself a financial guru coupled with Christian principles and churches push. I mean, the church that we most recently attended in Grand Rapids right before, like, you know, they're pushing it right now. Isn't it called like crown or something? No, it's called financial peace university, FPU. Oh, okay. 
There's another one I've heard of that's called Crown. And yeah. I think it's like an acronym for like the... Anyway. So I've never been a Dave Ramsey guy, but like my parents, I think, got into him. They went to the Financial Peace University stuff. A lot of your parents probably did. A lot of you probably have. But I always felt like, and again, this goes back to a deeper issue with how you're raised, but because I thought Dave Ramsey was kind of full of it, even like 15 years ago, I felt kind of like I was, I miss, I was missing something. I was rebelling or I was, you know, you know, how can you not think Dave Ramsey's a great guy? Right, right, right. Like it's, it's good. He's helping people get out of debt and right. be able to afford right. their lives. And, you know, admittedly, I've listened to his podcast before. This was probably like 15, 10, 12 years ago. But I listen to his podcast and it is interesting to hear people call in and either say, hey, we were, you know, $85,000 in debt a year ago. And now we are, we're debt free, which is amazing. Yeah. Or to hear people say like, you know, to hear him yell at people is also entertaining. It's like Dr. Laura in a way. They're like, we were $85,000 in debt. And then we literally like had our power shut off and stopped using water and just ate cans of tuna for like one year <laughs> and that, did not leave our house and we are debt free. He's that good for you, Christian soldier. Good for you. Um, but so I've listened to this podcast and it, you know, he, some people call in and it's the same thing. They're like, we're so in debt. I don't know. I don't know what to do. He's like, where, you know, what'd you, what did you, did you buy coffee at Starbucks this morning? Yes. And then he just yells at him for 10 minutes about buying coffee at Starbucks and says, you should live like no one else. So you can live like no one else. And he has these principles that are, I think, really antiquated. Like he will discourage you from leasing a vehicle, which made sense in 1981, but really doesn't make sense today. If you get a, if you buy a new car within five years of buying a, a new car, or, right. buying, or even buying a used car, right? It's there. There are tables that can you can easily look and see that buying a like leasing a car will save you money if you lease. The, I mean, I'm not saying go lease a Ferrari, but you can lease a car and save money rather than buying a new car and having to maintain it and the return you're going to get on that car is going to be not co nothing compared to what cars depreciate like crazy. It's also, it is also, look, there are some things that are just truly, you know, not great to spend your money on, especially if you're struggling with money, but everybody is so different. We're talking about huge right. variations yep. in like what your bills are, what your expenditures are and what your income is, how much you drive. Right. There's so many things to think of that it's, it's pretty hard to say like blanket statements, like you leasing a, a vehicle is bad for everybody. Right. He also talks about like, um, and I need to say something too, like before I get into the why I think Dave Ramsey isn't great. He does, he, his principles work for people, but, and I did a fate what, what kind of drove this podcast was I did a piece. I did a, a Facebook post on Dave Ramsey and I got a ton of comments and people were like, I agree. Or I've been thinking about this too, or this, you know, really resonated with me. But what I said in this post was I said that people, you could follow his principles and save money and get out of debt. He calls us, he has this thing called the debt snowball where you basically tackle one debt, one piece of debt, and then you put all your money towards it, and then you find another one, you find another one until you're debt free. Mm -hmm. And it works. Mm -hmm. And people, you know, have said, I've gotten out of debt using Dave Ramsey's principles. Right. But there's always, or the majority of the time, there's a yeah, but there's also like a yeah, but people talk about being a part of their Facebook, his Facebook group, and just the hate and vitriol towards other people or towards poor mm -hmm. people or towards people who don't save money or people who struggle to save money mm -hmm. was vile. Dave himself, if you listen to his podcast or you read anything about him, um, belittles people all the time. 
for either not being able to save money or making bad financial decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, you know, he has these ideas that, you know, you shouldn't spend any money on even like a mortgage. Like people lease homes because they don't want to buy a house unless they have 20% down and can only afford on a 20 year mortgage. Right. So like, that's another piece that's, that is unattainable for the majority of people to do that. Mm -hmm. Like when we bought our first house, we didn't put 20% down and we made like $75,000 on that house in a, in three years. Right. It was, that was a really smart financial decision we made to do that. Right. And I have, you know, there's, there's people, if you, you know, if you're friends with me on Facebook and you read that post, a realtor commented and he said how people, he tried to get people to buy this house three years ago in Alger Heights, which is a neighborhood in Grand Rapids. They didn't because they followed Dave Ramsey to a T. Mm-hmm. And then three years when they could afford it, that house had gone up $150,000 in price. Mm-hmm. And so had the uh, like mortgage rates. Mm-hmm. So it cost them a lot of money to follow that process. Right, right. And the thing about Dave Ramsey is he's created a, um, he's created like a, this like godlike narrative that he, whatever he says is gospel. So to to start to say like, but this really, he's not a, he's not a financial planner. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make sense in 2021 is to, is almost like heretical in people's brains to question him and to question his, like not everybody. I'm just saying people that are in the process now is he's, right. he's built up this, he's built this God complex with himself and a lot of churches have pushed it too. Well, not to get into the whole like militant evangelical type of <laughs> lifestyle, but they, I think that, a lot of evangelicals can get behind anything that's, you know, quote unquote, hard work. Yeah. So that's part of the this presentation is like, you don't really get anything unless you work hard for it. So it makes sense mm-hmm. that, you know, doing good things with your, with your money is going to be really hard. Right. Exactly. And it is like, it's like every fun thing that you would like to do with your money is a no-no right it's just it's not sustainable no very few people could actually do this for a lifetime and then at what point do you live like no one else so you can live like no one else when do you cross that threshold does he is that built into the plan yeah where it's like now you can start to vacation now you can mm -hmm. i mean i think so he he doesn't want you to pay off any he doesn't want you to make any investments until you uh, pay off all your debt. Okay. So let's say, you know, you have an, in, you can have an investment opportunity that you think is going to pay you 5% in the next two years, but then you have an, a debt that's a 3% interest rate. He would say, pay that 3% interest rate. Don't do the investment. I mean, he mm-hmm. says get completely out, which again, depending on the situation, doesn't necessarily make sense financially. Mm-hmm. Also, he talks about like stocks have a 12% year over year. Mm-hmm. Which, that's not true either. Like the, like <laughs> that's based on like a hundred years. Yes. Yeah. But it hasn't been true the last, the last several. No. And so, but he still, he still says the same exact thing. Well, and the thing is he started saying this stuff before the economic downturn in right. like 2005. Yeah. And since then that really hasn't been true. It maybe is starting to slowly become true again really recently, mm-hmm. but I, I put money into the stock market in 2007 and it never made a dime like nothing for like four years it literally just 
made nothing. Totally. And I had a financial planner do it. Yeah. To- yeah, exactly. The market just did not like those were such terribly hard and difficult economic years. Mm-hmm. So it's like that, you know, according to him should have been how much money by then. Right. You know? Right. And I wouldn't care like with, and this is where, so Dave Ramsey said something the other, other day and he's been saying stuff, especially during the Trump years that have re- reaffirmed my loathing of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like proves that he's, he uses this thing that he knows some, some stuff about and isn't even a certified financial planner mm-hmm. to talk about it. But then he adds his conservative evangelical bend on everything. And he comes again, but he comes at it because he's like, it's not just like someone on TV or like Jerry Falwell or an author of a book that's famous in the Christian circles. This is someone that a majority of our churches have said, we are endorsing this man and his programs. You should Mm -hmm. come take them here at our church. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's not just financial peace. It's Dave Ramsey's financial peace. So this guy's got this platform that's ingrained in our culture. And then he people, you will save money if you follow his process. You might not make money in some respects, but you'll save, you'll be able to get out of debt. But then he takes that, this, he takes those success stories and he couples it with his, like what he said the other day was basically that if you, if he was taught on Fox news talking about the stipend that, mm-hmm. that the Biden administration's going to, you know, do another $1,400 or 2000. And he basically said that, um, you know, that, he said, I don't, this is exactly what he said word for. He said, I don't believe in a stimulus check because if 600 or $1,400 changes your life, you are pretty much screwed already. You've got other issues going on. Right. But his program is not, it, it is for the middle class and up, right? It's not for anybody who is of lower socioeconomic status. Right. Right. Yeah. Like this is not just about getting out of debt. This is about building wealth. And when you can barely survive and you really, I mean, a lot of people who are, you know, in poverty or low income aren't even dealing with like student loan debt mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Is This is like survival, yeah. working like minimum wage jobs, you know, trying to get by. So we're not even really talking about getting out of like a type of, you know, voluntary debt necessary, mm-hmm. necessarily. So like that alone is problematic because there's such a disconnect for him, for him. Right. Like he's used to dealing with people who, who do get a Starbucks every day. Right. Who's, you know, like have four hundred five hundred thousand $500,000 houses. And he's like, you know, you, these are the people where he's like, there's, it's easy to pluck out of their lives a bunch of things that they could change. Yeah. Cause there's tons of like right. extra expenditures. Right. So for him to not even realize that his own thinking is so narrow-minded yeah, and not see, like, what kind of financial person are you when you don't even know the actual spectrum exactly. of income that people are dealing right. with? You exactly. only know about, like, upper middle class well, and, 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 you know, more. Well, and it's not even, and I think that's true. I think there's a huge blind spot with him. But it's also the fact that now there's a Democrat in charge. Yeah. And so like when what, Trump was pushing for $2,000 and he said nothing about it before Trump left office. Trump mm-hmm. was saying we need to give people $2,000. And I think he thought the election was still going after he lost, which is another conversation. 
for another day. But um, when like the Trump tax cuts came out, right? That's another conversation for March 5th. Yes, that's the new QAnon date. <laughs> when Trump oh. is not, when Trump does not become president on March 4th, because he will not, on March 5th, we can have that conversation. Yeah, exactly. Unless there's a new date after that, which there, there very well may be. Um, but like when the Trump tax cuts happened, and so I went and did research. I was like, what did he say when that happened? Because the Trump tax cuts gave the rich a huge tax cut. Mm-hmm. Middle class, basically nothing. And some middle class people, if you didn't select a certain thing on your tax form, you, you would owe more money at the end of the year because they would withhold less right. to make it look like you right. got a tax cut. Yeah. And you just paid it at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, oh, the other thing I want to say too about these, the Biden um, p- proposed stipend is that Ramsey called this buying votes. He said the Democrats are trying to buy votes. So that's what this is. Let's call this what it is. And when the when the the first round of st- stimulus went out, people that got checks, the check on the memo side said from President Trump essentially. And then Trump mailed a letter to every person that mm-hmm. got one and mm-hmm. said this is from me to you. Mhm. That's but I don't even care. But but no, all that's politicians not, are buying votes. But, They're all doing that. Okay, but my point is this: he he said when that first when that first when the tax credit went out the first time the tax cut he said um, he said people keeping more of their own money is a good thing. Whatever increase people see in their paychecks as a result of the GOP tax as a result of the GOP tax cuts, and it's going to vary how much that is. You'll either save it or spend it, and both are good things. Mm-hmm. When he talks about tax, when he talks about tax cuts, though, he goes, "This is not a check. This should go towards your debt." His mode changes when he's when he's mixing his politics with his financial guruness. Mm-hmm. He also says that if you're trying to keep on get on track with your money, having a little bit more of it, of course, helps. That's why we tell people to sell so much stuff. The dog thinks he's next, but that's not what he said about this four six hundred or fourteen hundred dollars. He said that if you need this money, you're pretty much screwed as it is. That's what he said. And yeah. it has, and again, it's Dave, Ram- he's on Fox News doing this. This is Dave Ramsey taking his, you know, whatever influence that the church and the evangelical right has given him and this, and his total money makeover bullshit and has, you know, he's basically like a, 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 a mouthpiece for that movement. Mm-hmm. And then I start, so this is what I get heated. So I write this thing up and people just start like, you know, like he, they, people like it was like a therapy session. I felt like people were commenting, being like, oh, man, I Dave Ramsey did get us out of debt, but he's such a mean person. Yeah. Well, I think like the thing about him saying that, you know, if you need this sixteen hundred dollars, you're already screwed. His mentality there is like if you're relying on some external way that money's going to come in that you weren't planning on, you're screwed. Which just again goes back to that disconnect of like, we all have the ability to change our expenses. Right. Or sell a bunch of valuable things. Right. It just all goes back to that because that mindset is that within your household is the means Mm -hmm. already to be debt free and to start to accumulate wealth. Right. And that is not just not true for everybody. Right. There's um so then you know I started digging into his company. I read this article that the Tennessean wrote, which is he his offices are in Franklin, which is like south of Nash, just south of Nashville. And basically, talk about this culture. He's trying to build the best workplace in America. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. But like, 
you know, when you get a job there, they, they make it seem like you're the luckiest person in the world. And then they, they give you a salary and then they make you bring them back a budget of how you're going to live within that salary, like your full personal budget. Um, they have a chapel every week. Mm-hmm. And I had someone. I mean, I don't even feel bad for these people because they 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 like want this. No, he. I have uh, someone. Someone sent me a message, and you know, said basically that um, someone that he knows worked there, mm-hmm. and Dave Ramsey and one of their chapels went off on like uh, anti-gay like tirade, mm-hmm. and this person didn't clap, and he stared at them. When he was done, people were standing and clapping at the end of his tirade, and mm-hmm. this person didn't do it, didn't stand up or didn't clap, and he stared at them, and they're no longer there. Yeah, there's also stories. Um, I mean, not stories in this document, in this letter, or in this article. There's, um, <laughs> there's someone who got pregnant outside of marriage and got fired. Oh my god. Um, he also said during the COVID. Uh, oh, here's the other thing that this is something else we need to talk about. Um, for somebody who says you shouldn't, and this is something that's always bugged me. That's, I don't know why no one talked about this 10, 15 years ago when he would talk about his podcast, but when he would like get done yelling at someone for having a credit card for opening a credit card, even because he Mm -hmm. says, do not have credit cards. Only debt you should have is a mortgage. Maybe even that. Yeah. Maybe not even that. that, Yeah. He'll talk like he'll go to an ad for his, a conference that he's selling Mm -hmm. that you can go online and pay with a credit card and then you can spend an extra $250 to meet him backstage. Mm -hmm. Now, if someone said I went to, I paid credit card to go to see Oprah, the Oprah Winfrey show and paid an extra $250 to see her backstage, what would he say to that person? Oh, 100%. Right? And so then I start looking around his website. He has a live like no one else cruise Mm -hmm. that you can go on. And the prices aren't even listed. You have to call to get pricing. He sells leather envelope because he's a big cash envelope. So if you're Mm -hmm. not familiar with this, he says you should take money every month. Hold on. Hold on a second. Let's slow down because this is very complicated. Okay. You should take so, money. First of all, this is <laughs> called the envelope, envelope system. system. So if you need to, yep. if you, we'll take a pause. You can write that first down. Yeah. Because this is going to be, you're going to need a lot of graphs yep. to help to figure this out. Yep. So basically you take cash and put them in envelopes every month and you, and I've gone to get a like lunch. Well, or, you have to label those envelopes. Yep. Food, and you like, can't switch your cash around. Nope. Money out, groceries, utility bills, utilities, yes, all this stuff you should pay with cash. And I've gone to lunch or dinner or like grab a beer with people. One specifically I can remember for sure, and he pulled out an envelope. But hold on, Adam, what? I have a question. Yes, can you can you actually pay your utility bill with cash? Um, you'd have to go down to the utility place and pay in person, or you have to take your check to the bank. Get out all the money that you need for your envelopes. Come home, put it into your envelope. Then when it's time to pay your utility bill, take that cash back to the bank, deposit it, so you can write a check to your utility company or pay it online, right? That's correct. Okay. That's how you do it. it this is brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Exactly. This is See, this is not teaching somebody proper money management. That no. is a waste of time that somebody will easily get fatigued by. I mean... I mean, yes, but a lot of people have done it and just stayed with it. And that's how they manage their money. I mean, my point is like people would come at, I'd be at dinner and they'd pull out an envelope. I know, but I guess like my point is that like a lot of people also have like made lifelong physical fitness changes and they're, and they're the ones who are 
you know, ripped and they can do it forever. And yeah. they, they're, but they're actually like a very low percentage. Right. Because it is exhausting. Right. And hard. Right. Most of us don't have the mental capacity to stay like that because it's not actually rewarding. There's no dopamine in yeah. a system like that. Yep. Right. Right. And so this, while this continues to suck people in the same way that a diet will, because Americans are addicted to money and we're addicted to, you know, trying to look good. Those are two things that we are constantly shaming ourselves about. Right. We want to look better and we want to save money. We feel bad about what we spend. We feel bad about what we eat. That that is just a never ending cycle for Americans. And I think that this is just like a diet. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work so hard. And really the trick is small changes over time that are sustainable. Right. It's the same thing. Yep. There, I solved it. Done. So I should have my own radio show. Well, you you do. I was just thinking that I could make a spinoff and like, you know, like Bodie McBoatface, I could make something about Dave Ramsey's name, mm-hmm. similar like that. Yeah. And then people can call into me and they're just going to, they're going to tell me how things are going financially for them. And I'm going to, I'm just going to say, look, this is just not easy. You're doing the best you can. Like, yeah. And that's it. And people are going to actually feel like you're right. Life is so hard. And thank you for not beating me up. I'm I'm going to create one on a spinoff of that you're creating. And I'm going to tell people how to spend more of their money because I am good at that. Yeah. I'll say, listen, how much did you say this month? Two grand. I saw a really cool toilet seat that's heated, has a bidet built in. It's got a little, it's got a self cleaner and it sprays a nice Clean scent. the booty hole with a spray. <laughs> I am going to get a. We are getting a dope toilet seat when we get home. I found one online. I really want to. We're I've heard it. that toilet paper becomes like just an assault on your body after you've had a bidet. Yeah. We have friends that stayed with us. Yeah. And they were like this. Uh, this they they have a bidet is... at home and they can't. They, they don't yeah. know. They feel very uncomfortable after a while. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he sells for $40 an envelope, leather envelopes that you can buy on his website. His, he has his and hers envelopes. <sighs> um. They've got um, Rachel Cruz, I think might be his daughter. Right, because let's continue to encourage that, that men and women should split up their money when men still make more on the dollar than women do. Right. Great. He's got um, the starter envelope system. Then he's got the Rachel Cruz wallet in Camel, and that's $68 that you can buy. Um, It's insane. Like, they have the the Cruz. They have uh, entrepreneur, he calls it entrepreneur leadership conferences that are up to 15 grand to go. Um, this is, is sickening. He ought, like he offers all these things that he would never tell you to buy ever, which is again getting to my question here in a minute that I think will tie it all together nicely for you. But this Tennessean article, which I will link in the show notes, is awesome, and they also they they give you all these different stories about him that are truly horrible. Like around the COVID, um, around the COVID when COVID came in March, he had one of these conferences in May or the the cruises, and he told people. Like he literally said, you're not getting your money back. You guys should not be scared of COVID. This is no big deal. We're going. I'm not giving your money back. You should come if you don't be a wuss. And of course, the thing is, of course, it was canceled. Um, he said, uh, you know, he said that regarding COVID, he said, you would think that the Black Plague was coming through the United States listening to people whine. He told his audience, you guys have lost your minds out there. 
He went on to say that the virus only affected the weak and infirmed that everyone else should get on with business as usual. He vowed to keep the company's live events rolling, warning there would be no refunds. Oh my gosh. He's like, if you wanted to cancel uh, for the live event in May, let me tell you how much of your money I'm going to give you back if you don't come to the corona for the coronavirus in May. Zero. I'm keeping your money. You are a wuss. Oh my word. This is how, but this is how his, this is his, this is his mentality. This- it, it is a, it is that like, John Wayne, like, I know macho I already man. said that exactly. You have to buy into that. Like, you better be tough. It is it, it it is the perfect angle for somebody to prey on because this this group is so afraid to right. not seem like a warrior, right. soldier, tough fighter. Right. Exactly. Um. You know, he, he said he doesn't call them his staff. He calls them team members, which is great. Uh, he told them not to freak out. He said, you're okay in an all-staff email. Um, he said... An all-team email? Uh, yeah, an all-team email. Ramsey's okay. This will be, soon be a memory. Within a few days, people started testing positive. They shut their whole office down. On May 4th, they reopened. May 4th. Mm-hmm. They opened the whole office and made people come in despite 100 positive cases. Where is his office at? Nash- Texas? Nashville. Mm-hmm. Just south of Nashville. Um, you know, he said they, they brought back, they're bringing back 900 employees. They did not allow people to work from home. One woman, uh, the wife of an employee posted on Facebook and said she doesn't feel this is safe. Just on her public, on a private, on her Facebook, mm-hmm. that guy was fired for her comments. Um, they also have a... Again, this is a little bit more digging into who Dave Ramsey is as a person. That's why I'm telling these and the kind of leader that he is. Um, he has an anti-gossip policy, which what that is, is he calls it when you discuss a negative thing with anyone who can't solve the problem and you get fired for it. Wait, wait, wait. I don't get that. Hold on a second. When you discuss a negative thing with anybody who can't, can't solve the problem, he said that's gossip. You can't talk about anything negative with anybody unless they're like your boss. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And he's fired people for gossiping about something that was like wrong with the company or wrong with the leadership. Right. Right. Um, and then in like 2011, he pulled out a gun at one of his chapels. And what? yeah. And, you know, it was confirmed that it happened to be boasted about carrying a gun at all times. Pulled, just whipped a gun out. Um, <laughs> I just, his, I, I, I'm just so, I like preach about really trying to understand all kinds of people, but there are times where I'm just like, I just, I, I I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Right. I don't understand Dave Ramsey, but, but in self-admittedly, I've been, I've been working a very long time on not liking this person. So <laughs> Um, but it's interesting because he runs his company like a, he runs his very, very for-profit company. And this is something else that employees have talked about this. We're, are we trying to help people or ruthlessly make a ton of money? A hundred percent ruthlessly make a ton of money. Right. I call, when did I call this out to you? How many years ago? Long time 10? ago. Yeah. A long time ago. Maybe when we were kids. Just kidding. Yeah. No, you said it's um, when we were 14 years old. When did AB2 start? It was sometime March around then. Of, yeah. Mar- like summer of 2012 okay so within a year of then yeah 
So eight or nine years ago, at least, I remember telling you why I thought that he was not for real. Go ahead. And it was because of what you just said, how he sells VIP tickets at his own event. And I said, that makes no sense because he would never allow you to. No. That's frivolous. There's no reason to do that. Yep. To meet a celebrity, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And, And ever since then, I have been... If people tell me about Dave Ramsey, I visibly roll my eyes. I just want them to know. Right. I do. I like this is a, this guy is not, he, he is using you. Yep. He's selling you something that will work at an excruciating cost to you. And I just want to be very clear. I tell people all the time. Yes. I think that you should be smart enough with your money that you are not in any type of jeopardy. If you can if you can, mm-hmm. you know, like, yes, don't have Starbucks every day if that's putting financial strain on you. But the whole reason that we make money is to spend it. It is literally the reason that we have it. it, it there's, there's nothing else that it's for. Right. It is for things and stuff. So once you have a roof over your head, you have food, you have a safety pile of money. Your money is meant to create fun for you. That really is what it's for. Yeah. There is no reason just to stack it away. Like I would say when I make one, I would make an impulse buy. I would say you can't take it with you unless your kids are just going to get it. And that's not fun. No, we are not giving any of our money to our kids. (laughs) We will spend it all. No. I, um, and the thing too is like, I've gone through my own money makeover, the Adam money makeover, I'd say in the last five, six years where my mentality would be like, well, like I'm in a position where I can, the harder I work, the more money I'll make. I'm not tied to any salary, everything that I, you know, I, we kill what we eat or we, we kill. And so, you know, like I would, if I made a purchase, I'd be like, well, or if we bought this house, I'm just going to make X cause I'll just work harder and I'll do it. And I normally been able to do that. Mm-hmm. But in the, I think maybe the last like two years because of you, I would say mostly. I think farther back, probably like four years. Four years. But maybe, we, you know, I, the, one, I think it's been a progression since starting four years yeah. ago. Yeah. We, we really set big financial goals for ourselves four years ago. And we gave ourselves like an 18 month timeline and we crushed it and we hit it. But it was simple things. Yeah. You guys, like we, we, like, I'm not going to lie. We're in the middle class, right? Like we, we have don't, some. Yeah. Don't, I mean, we are, we are like, I would say 51% the middle class. Like if, sure. if, if the middle's 50, we're 51. <laughs> hey. hey. I mean, these microphones were not cheap. No, they were not. We paid for them with cash. Okay. Actually, know, a credit card yep. got those airline miles. That's the other thing I was going to say, too. Really quick. I won't, don't want to derail you, but we have been flying. Like, we've been flying all over with our kids since we've been doing this trip. And one of those flights is always free for one person because of our points. I know. But, okay. So, we... We are very disciplined people. Like there's never, I think like one or two times ever has there been a time where we couldn't just pay our credit card off completely. Yeah. And they were weird situations where like I didn't have, like we changed banks and I didn't connect the new bank account quickly enough. And so I had to just like do something like that like pay what I could. And then I paid the, the rest off the next day or something. Right. Um, so we're, we are really disciplined, but like, wait, before you derailed me, what was I just saying? 
because I was going to finish that, but now I can't. You were saying that we were really disciplined people? No, I was saying we, oh, I was going to say, I don't want to lie. Like we are middle, middle class. class. And so we, we have like some discretionary income that we get to sort of decide. And, and us changing our financial future and creating more stability for ourselves, which does give us more peace. Like mm-hmm. it is nice to not feel like you're blowing your money when, when you do have little kids, right. you know, you do want that cushion and you do want to build wealth so that you can do fun things with your kids when they're older. Like we want to go on vacations and pay for our kids to go with us right? when they're adults and they're trying to accumulate some wealth. We want to be able to do that. That being said, we've been able to do that by looking at the way that we spend our money and making some small changes. Yeah. We did not have to stop participating in Christmas and not buy presents for our parents. We did not have to stop going out to eat whatsoever. We did not have to, you know, don't spend a dime until we get our cars paid off. We haven't had to do that. No. There are like, I think that people are smart enough to look at their own finances and figure this out. Right. I know you are because you don't even need a high school degree to do that. It is not that big of a puzzle. Dave Ramsey has got you fooled thinking that you need his system to to eliminate some of your debt and start to accumulate right. a little bit of wealth. You can do this without him. The proof is in the pudding too. Like if someone's telling you one thing and then is making money off of you for the exact uh, exuberant amounts of money. The ex- and you know, the exact same principles he's telling you not to do, he's giving you the option to do those things. Tells you what you need to know. The other thing I'll say, a quick aside here, and I'll put this, this is in the show notes as well. I'll provide a link to this. And he's um, also, just really quick, he's also turning you all into Dave Ramsey evangelists. Right. Which makes him more money. Right. It's a weird pyramid scheme that he's at the top and no one makes any more money but him. Um, but long story short, we're, I'm going to put a link to this app in our in the show notes, but there's this app that Beth found five years ago, maybe six years ago called Digit. And mm-hmm. if you know us, you've probably heard us talk about it. What it does is you connect it to your bank account and it looks at your spending habits mm-hmm. and it t- finds time during the month to move money out into this digit account. So like you can set goals. Like we have just like um, a savings goal every month and then we have, you can add, you can have 15 goals on there if you wanted to and it give you dates and how much money you want to save by that date and it will get you there. Right. And you never think about it. Every month I go to digit and I move money from digit into our money market bond account that has a better and has a good interest rate. And that's all I do. That's literally all we do to save money. Yes. And it's like a surprise. Like when I log in at the end of the month, I'm like, oh, we've got X number in there. But every day when I log into our bank account, I see that digit moved anywhere. From, when we first started doing this and our businesses were younger, I'm not kidding you. Sometimes digit moved three to $10. Right. That's it. A day. But it was three to $10 that I would not have moved. No. no. And then, and that turned into $200 a month that I would not have moved. Mm-hmm. And and so that little tool, I mean, three to ten dollars, Americans, you know, a lot of Americans don't think too much about that much money. We really don't. But every day over the course of a year, that's significant. Yep. And that might just be your rainy day fund and something happens and you have to use that all up yeah. by the end of the year. That is okay. Yeah. You did the thing you needed to do to create the cushion and you had to use the cushion and that is what the cushion is for. Right. And that is okay. We do not need to beat ourselves up 
when we have to use the thing we saved for, for the reason it's saved. Right. We, we told this, I told this uh, to a friend and he did it and he was able to pay for a full vacation in one year that they weren't, they wouldn't have, he said we wouldn't have been able to save for it if we like without using this app. Right. And he, they, they paid for this whole vacation with it. We also like, we had a situation this month that was like a huge expense out of nowhere and it was basically the exact same amount of money we saved the month before yeah and so it was like you know that money was there and usually we just put it in savings but this month we needed it for a less uh you know like a rainy day fund situation and it's just it's really good feeling to have that money there and not to put on a credit card and think about it right and i love it because it's like a simple thing you can i mean bank accounts are borderline free especially if you if you go through a credit union and half of them, you know, earn you interest. If you go through a credit union, more than half, almost all of them. So open another bank account, move your money into that and tell yourself what that money's for. That is for emergencies. And when you, when you log into your regular account, that money's already gone. Right. So it's not like at the end of the month where you see you have, you know, I've, let's say I've got $4,000 and you're like, and now I have to, move you know 600 of it and ouch that hurts you know you're like yeah. oh, i thought i had four thousand, but i really only have 3400 and so now my money's gone after i pay my bills just let this app or something like it move the money for you you don't even think about it we we don't it's as if it was never available to mm-hmm. us it's a Which, surprise every month it's it's such a it's a sweet little surprise. It's a sweet little surprise no it's just made so much more money available to us for things that are good for us right and it, it, whatever, plug, plug, plug. Digit, thank you for sponsoring yes, thank us. Thank you, Digit, for sponsoring us. Yes. I'll put a link and I think you Hashtag get... Hashtag ad. I think you get free $5 if you sign up using this the, our link, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it's free money there But we've too. been doing it for like... Five or six five years. Five or six years and we love it. It's been, it, it has been huge for us. We have really enjoyed that. We actually decided to buy, when we get back to Michigan, we're going to get a... Beth's, Beth's lease is up at the end of like towards the end of the year and we decided to purchase a vehicle this time because we're going to buy an electric car. Because we have committed to doing something more sustainable for the environment and Tesla only gives you $10,000 or 10,000 miles a month. Right. Or no, a year. Sorry. Jeez. A year. 10,000 a year. That's pretty low. I mean, 12,000 a year is kind of hard. Yeah. So we're going to buy one of those. Yeah. We're just going to have to buy it. And, but we, we started, I started a savings goal for our down payment for that. Yeah. So, um, also, really quickly, just I'm going in. I'm just confirming that Dave Ramsey and his people are awful. They're bad people. Um, they the Tennessean sent this article to them before they published it and offered them. What is the Tennessean like a it's newspaper? A newspaper yeah. Okay. They offered, for the whole state. Well, I mean, it's called the Tennessean. Probably it's probably a, a it's probably like a Tennessee based newspaper. Yeah, I guess like I thought most newspapers were like city-based well you know um i don't know we can ask david that next time he's a journalist so anyway they sent them this article and they said hey like we're gonna publish this we'd love you to read it and give us comments if you have any comments we'll put it we'll put the comments in you know okay they respond or like you know if you have any comments you want to make or they wrote back an email and it is the and i'll link this email too from the Ramsey organization, it's horrible. Like, I'll just read you the first few sentences. Okay. 
Thanks for reaching out. We wanted to confirm that you are right. We are horrible, evil people. We exist to simply bring harm to our team, take advantage of our customers, and spread COVID. You figured it out. Wow. You, who would have guessed that the unemployed guy, oh, I'm sorry, a freelance reporter, talking to the guy that wrote this, would be the one to show us how evil, how horrible we are, so we can change and let the world know of our evil intent, secrets, and complete disregard for decency. But you did. You, with all of your top-notch investigative skills, have been able to weave together a series of half-truths to expose our evil ways. You are amazing. Who who is in charge of this? This is the PR department for the Ramsey organization. This came from Dave Ramsey. Because of your personal virtue is so incredibly want to help you with your hit piece and confirmation bias. It's insane. There, there's just this is like the most gaslighting email you'll ever read in your life. Wow. It's, it's it's wild. So, um, so yeah, and then the last kicker, not the not not a kicker, but <laughs> Dave Ramsey's house is now for sale, and oh, it's on Zillow. Where in Nashville? Yeah, in okay. the t- Nashville area, it's sixteen million dollars. That's insane. It's got, it's insane. It has, it where has, is he moving? I don't, I have no idea. I'll, if you live in a $16 million reason, dollar house, what house do you need to move the into? The only reason we know it's Dave Ramsey's is because someone that knows him sent it to somebody and said, Hey, this is Dave Ramsey's house. He's and it's for sale. And then that person put it on Twitter and you have to sign an NDA to even walk it to potentially buy it. He's making people sign NDAs to walk it. That's crazy. NDA is like a non-disclosure agreement. Um, because just think about why he would need to do that. And could Dave? If, you're, Ra- if, yeah. if, if at this point you're still a Dave Ramsey fan, yeah, that's your right. But think about why he would need you to sign an NDA to walk his house. The 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 other part to this is that people that I so I put this on that Facebook thread too of mine, and people were like, hopefully he was able to pay, able to pay twenty percent down. With a 20-year amortization, like 20-year mortgage You guys, mortgage he only. paid cash for the whole thing. Probably did. With all your with, money. With one, with one leather envelope. Um, <laughs> new house. And my Honey, friend. where is the new house envelope? You know that had 15 million in it. <laughs> I can't find the envelope for the house, sweetheart. She's like, I'm still busy making you cold, bread. I can't find it. And he's like, good, don't leave the kitchen. Um, I just wrote them the other day and I was like, dear Mr. Ramsey's organization that he owns single-handedly has built off the skin of his own back. Yep. Do you have any expandable envelopes? I'm fixing to buy myself a big old mansion as well. And these $100 bills do not fit in those leather envelopes that you sent me, Dave. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, my friend Sarah put, she also said, I thought this was funny and poignant. She said, poignant. She said, I hope he paid all cash for it and he isn't still paying off the, that mortgage loan. She goes, also looks like he's seriously underpaying his taxes since the assessed tax value on the on this place, because you can see those details, yeah. is less than 10% of the list price. Jeez. So there's just a lot going on there. Um, but what I wanted to ask you was like, like the... The the question isn't is what Dave Ramsey's is there I guess one part one facet to the question is is there any good in what he does, and then but the second part is like the dangerous the dangerous line that the church has walked the last twenty years promoting this guy and what he's turned into, like you can go look for yourself and just go to his website and go to buy and see what you can buy look how much he's charging you to go listen to him in person. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess those are my two questions, like the like the cult of Dave Ramsey, as it were. And it's been propagated by churches that we give our money to. Right. 
so I don't want to sound too, you know, kind of abstract, but I don't really think there's good in what he does because even if I could look, stand back objectively and say like, yes, he's helped people get out of debt and that's good. I don't really think it's good because I think that our impulsiveness to spend more than we make and to live outside our means, because that's predominantly the people that he works with. I am not talking about, I am not talking about any singular person or family who is literally working so hard just to get by. That is not who I'm referring to. I I think that predominantly his people attending these workshops live outside their means and they and they have the flexibility to not do that. I think that those are psychological issues similar with the diet thing. Like Americans are easy prey to spend money in these ways because we want more money and we want to look good and we're marketed to constantly, right? Like if you buy a new pair of shoes, instantly they're out of style and you should have another one. And, you know, how many pairs of shoes do we all have? Like it, this is this is a psychological condition that we don't know how to beat. It's not really like a an envelope system or just denying yourself. It's bigger than that. Like, yeah, like how are you going to be OK not having the new pair of shoes? Why on earth do any of us need a very cool looking car? Right. There, re- there, there literally is no reason for it. Right. There's no functional reason. Like, why do I need to upgrade my furniture based on aesthetic alone every 10 years? Right. Not functionality. Right. Right. These are all psychological issues. And, I th- and, and that's why I think that this doesn't make sense we spend our money for like dopamine and endorphin responses. It makes us feel good. Those impulsive expenditures that we like, we don't feel good paying our mortgage. That feels like a drag. Right. When that's actually something we need. Right. It feels great to go to a restaurant and buy a, you know, 12 to $15 glass of wine have a $15 appetizer, a $30 entree, you know, $12 dessert. That feels wonderful. It's it's silly. Right. It makes no sense. But there's there is a link to that that feels really good and satisfying. And those are the things that we should be focusing on because mm-hmm. our culture preys on that. Mm-hmm. Like there's huge businesses out there that are always going to win over Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, his model is never going to beat that because it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Well, I, well, he, but he, he, you know, on his show, he has a three hour show every day and people call in to do this debt free screen where they scream because they're debt free. And I think that's what, you know, and that does motivate people to do that. Like that's a goal. They work towards this goal. That means nothing to call in to talk to Dave Ramsey and scream into the phone and hang up and say, I did it. And he's like, good for you. Now don't screw it up. Loser. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Dave, Dave Ramsey's like, you know, got his finger in his ear and is twisting it. And he's right. like, do you know how much I regret deciding to do this debt free scream? I'm just so sick to death of it. <laughs> so sick to death of these people calling in and screaming in my ear. That was a bad, that was a real bad, bad choice. He's also, it's also too like, you know, I think the thing that's hard for me is if he would just stay in his lane and just do this, even if he's, he's, he's basically a smarter version of like, 
like Trump's online university that didn't do anything and he got lots of lawsuits. This guy's actually like <laughs> helping some people, but also making a ton of money. Like he is making a ton of money I off of you. I don't really think he's helping people. And well, I mean, if you get, I mean, people will tell you like, I don't like him now, but he got, we used his system and we, we got out of debt. That's good. That's a good thing to get out of debt. And they're still out of debt. That, that is a good thing to do. But, I know, but like, okay. look, if, if you get, if your back's against the wall where you get to a point where like, you're going to have to go through, you know, a certain amount of time that really sucks in order to do something else, fine. But the people that he is marketing to aren't, they didn't start out in those positions. We're not dealing with the actual root cause of these issues. Like, you can't, his method is not sustainable. There's so much like shame built up over these really natural desires. Right. Like it's really natural to want to spend money on yourself and spend it on frivolous things because we're marketed to that way. And we can't like, it's really hard to be your own subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Great. You got out of debt, but at what cost was it fun? Did your life suck? Oh, it's going to suck because you're going to live like no one else one day. I don't think that needs to. I just don't think that needs to be the reality. It should be live like no one else. So I, Dave Ramsey, can have a $16 million house and truly live like no one else. And it's beautiful. The house is insane. Infinity pool. But but that's my point, too, is like he's saying live like no one else, which is so extreme, right? Yeah. You're going to be the one person in all your friends who just literally is like, no, I can't go to dinner. No, I can't come to a party. No, I can't. No, 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 no. You know, yep. it's not a, on the Dave Ramsey plan. So that eventually you can live like no one else, which I'm sorry, you guys, is not true. For the group of people that he's talking to, most middle class people retire well. Right. But so there's no actual proof of that. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna literally break your back right now. And then not be able to vacation in Florida with your, like your friends who didn't decide to break their back, they're still going to go on the same vacation as you. Right. You, you all can, will still be able to go to Italy. And then you're going to be like, well, dang, I really thought that my friends would still be trying to pay off debt. Also, are you really going to live like no one else? <laughs> like I'm not the amount of people that make like money that we'll never be able to understand in our lifetime. And they don't live you know what I mean? Like you think we're going to live like live like no one else today. So you can be like Jeff Bezos when you're 70. Like just not, it's not going to happen. But that is the bait that's being dangled. And it's not even real. That's what I'm saying. At right. the end of this, most of your friends are probably going to be in a similar financial situation as you. Maybe you'll have more money ultimately, but you guys will probably be doing the same things. Right. Like they might not have millions to pass on to their kids. Maybe they'll pass on to their kids, you know, like 600,000 right. or something. Right. They're still going to take the same, you know, wine trip, wine touring trip in Italy as you or go to Napa with you. They're still going to be able to do that. And I'm saying that because that's what we see the middle class doing constantly. Right. Right. So what there is no proof to this. It's live like no one else. So you can live exactly the same way that your friends will live, but you'll actually die with more money. Right. Right. The other thing too that... that Ooh, uh, doesn't that sound fun? It does sound fun. <laughs> the, the other thing too that um, 
I thought was that that still bothers me is that, like we know who Dave Ramsey is. He's not a good person. You can I'll link this article. Go read it. I'll link their organizations. Reply. Go read it. Also, research his website. Think about what he's saying to you. Think about what he's selling to you. He's not a good person. So, but what does it say about every church that I've gone to, with the exception of one, has promoted him? Every one. Yeah. What does that say? I I really think that he is probably probably just by himself. He's a marketing genius. Yeah. And now he's got a team around him of an extremely good marketing gene. Like, like you now in this day and age, you can pay to get data on people. They know exactly what they need to say, even to our churches, even to the church leadership to get in the door. It is that formula is set up and in place for right. anybody who wants it. You need nearly pay for it. Right. So if you are calling out the right language, you know, like being a financial steward, working like the ant, not being a sluggard. Like, look at me doing it really quickly. Right. I can easily use biblical principles if I want to and make somebody feel full of shame. Instead of, instead of saying like, I know that this is hard. I know you're working hard. I know these things aren't easy. Yeah. Like that's my choice. What I say, what I choose from the Bible, how to make somebody feel about that and not to recognize what it's like to be marketed to and assaulted constantly for your money. Mm -hmm. Never, literally never ending. Right. Never. Like the only time that I could not be marketed to is like if I'm in my house and nothing's around me, but guess what? All the things that I've been programmed to think are still there. I still look at my, at my curtains and think like I should change those, you know, Right. (laughs) I don't like that curtain rod. It's the curtain rod. The curtains are great, but the rod is not cute. Right. You know, like that's still just popping up in my mind constantly. I don't like this stair rail. And these are real things. I'm telling you real things that I actually don't like in my house. I don't like my stair railing anymore. It's not aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. Functional, yes. Pleasing, no. I should pay to change it. Well, here's the thing too, and and what you're saying, like the the shame built in with a lot of this is like, I like when we get back, we had I sold my truck before we left. I ordered a new like I built having a truck built that I'm gonna get in March and I'm really excited about it. Like I talked to you about it. He shows me videos of it. I think he holds back and he still shows me like three times a week. There's he's, this, he, I know every day he's like, you, he's telling himself like, you just showed Beth this video yesterday. Don't do it. There's this part where you can go into a 360 view and I do it all the time yeah. of the inside of it. It is dope. And I, but like we, like this is, this is, there's a budget that I had. It's within my budget. I negotiated to where I want it to be. And this is like a result of, my, of our hard work. And so we, we can have this thing. And I don't feel guilty about this really cool thing that I'm getting because one, I need a truck. Is it more than like I would have spent three years ago? For sure. But it's in our budget. Right. And we've, we've, we like Dave Ramsey is like, you don't need that. Get yourself a 1984 Honda Accord. Drive it until it gets to 75 million miles and then give it to my organization. That's what you do with the truck. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like you're right. There's a lot of guilt built in and it's, yeah. It's and crazy. I'm not saying like, it, like, I'm not saying 
you know, just spend your money. However, I'm not like, I'm still a proponent of like, if you can, if it's within your means to have a cushion and you can say, you know, there are goals that you should have and you can make them a, you know, small, like, right. Don't, I just think don't buy into this thing where in one year you should be debt free and saving. You will get so burnt out. You will not enjoy your life. You will be sad. You will get tired of telling people, sorry, I can't go to dinner because we're doing Dave Ramsey. Like that, that literally is not the meaning of life. No, that's not the meaning of life. It's just silly. He, he has got you fooled to think that you can't do those things. And with anything in life, there is balance, right? How much should you exercise? You shouldn't be crazy about it. You shouldn't be lazy about it. How much should you eat? You should eat healthy food, but enjoy yourself sometimes. How much alcohol should you drink? Don't go overboard, but hey, have a few drinks. Who cares? Same thing with your money. Like, should you buy frivolous things? Yes, you sometimes should. It feels good. That is what your money is for. Right. There is absolutely no reason for me to ever go to a restaurant to buy food. I do not need to do that. No. To sustain my body. It feels amazing. And something I'll say too, coming out of COVID, whenever, whenever that day comes, um, like, you know, we went from, I think we ate out twice a week, maybe like on minimum, at, minimum. At, no, I mean, I meant like, sorry, like date nights, minimum twice a week, minimum date yeah. nights where we have a babysitter come over. Mm-hmm. Okay. So two times a week we budgeted that we figured out what we were spending on that. And it's a lot with babysitting and food, drinks, everything. And I think after COVID we don't feel, I don't feel the same desire to do that. Right. Um, at all. I, right. I would prefer to cook and we've i mean i think a lot of families have bonded closer together now but like there's there are days where your kids are driving you nuts and the idea of calling your go-to sitter and going to dinner makes a lot of sense for your Mm -hmm. mental health who Mm -hmm. gives two ounces about how much it costs you right for just to get away get together spend two or three hours enjoying each other talking about the day debriefing and not having to deal with a kid for Mm -hmm. a few especially like coming from you not me I'm, i'm at work all day but that's worth it. That's worth every penny. And to you go- guys, sometimes it makes me so mad when I've been dealing with the kids all day and we have a babysitter coming and Adam walks home, not kidding you for 25 minutes. And then our babysitter comes and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> he really deserves to be here longer than that. And he's all excited to go out. And I'm like, you're excited. Like, You've been gone all day. I'm like, Beth, I got to change. Can yeah. you watch the kids? For Can you minute? watch the kids while I change? And, you know, I'm, I'm putting on my nice loafers. <laughs> um, something, too, that I wanted to point out about again, like this is something this is again, like a, a, when you talk about Dave Ramsey, he is in this tough, like, especially if you're raised in this environment, he's in this different crust of the evangelical world. He's not he's been somebody that that again, churches have said, like this guy you can trust. And so it kind of feels heretical for some people, I think, to think about Dave Ramsey in these terms. But when I posted something on Twitter about him, about the, the clip where he's talking about that money's not going to change your life, you're screwed, all this stuff, mm-hmm. um, my buddy Anthony said, he replied, he goes, as Jesus said, if you help the least of these, you're just helping people who are pretty much screwed anyway. Yeah, right. Isn't that such a good point? Such a good point. And then he also said, you can, he goes, you can even oppose the idea of a stimulus or relief checks on economic and ideological grounds without having to take a swipe at tens of millions of people. Not only does this argument lack a Christian empathy, it isn't a good argument. Right. It's just, it's just like, this is the core of who this person is though. Right. That's, that, that's what I'm driving home here. And then something else that I thought was really good that my cousin's husband said, 
um, on on my Facebook post was he said that Ramsey has a very um, is for people that need a very basic knowledge of how money works. It will work for some, but there are always better ways to utilize your dollar. The worst might be putting 20% down on a home. What's the advantage? Not paying PMI? That's $150 a month. I, but I would rather keep 17% of the purchase price on a $250,000 house. That's $42,500. Do you know how many PMI payments that covers in my pocket? Why invest more money into an investment that is going to appreciate at the rate that is out of your control? You only get the money back when you sell your home. Leverage your money. Make it work for you. Whatever buzzword you want to use. But if you want to learn about money, don't take his word for it. Read a couple different books by different authors. Get multiple perspectives. For him to offer financial advice to people without knowing anything about their particular situation is dangerous at best. Yeah. it's really That's really well said. I remember that comment. I think it is really well said too. Yeah. And... I mean, there is a tried and true. The one thing Dave Ramsey is right about is that tried and true is investing your money. The stock market has only gone up over time. He's not right in saying that you're guaranteed 12% year over year. You're really not. But but you have to plan for your future. You have to assume you're going to be here till you're 75, 85, maybe longer. And 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 start thinking about those years. What do you want those years to look like when you're 50, 60, 70? And and those are good those are good years for most people and you can you know have fun so you know with what that person just said that you read take that money and and get a financial planner involved in your life yeah i mean my goodness any amount of money but there's no there's zero evidence that says from now until you know you're 50 60 70 if you're you know, close to our age, that won't make you it a nice chunk of change. Right. There's no evidence right. for it. None. Right. Something could change for sure. If something changes and the stock market stops making money, we're screwed on every front. We're literally screwed everywhere. Right. right. Um, and- so, you know, it wouldn't matter where you've saved that money. But um yeah, that's that's the only thing Dave Ramsey's right about is that that that, that is a place that you are guaranteed to make money. Yeah. And I think too, like you and I we're obviously good if you're listening to this, if you've, you've made it this far, you know that we're passionate about this stuff because we like to talk about it. But we have a we have a money manager. We have a guy that knows, he knows what our goals are and our plans are, you know, we invest our money with him and he knows what our plan is. And and we take we talk about, before we make changes stuff, he gives us his advice because that's mm-hmm. his job. Mm-hmm. And that's why he makes money off of us. Right. Because we trust him and he's paid, it's paid off for yeah, us. Right, 100%. So, you know, it is important to have people that know what they're talking about in your life, that know your unique situation, know what your goals are, and can help you get there. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I always say, Beth? I say when, when people say... An elephant say, never forgets. When they say, no, an elephant will be on the stage at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> that was from last week. Or two weeks ago. Uh, Dave Ramsey, when he says live like no one else so you can live like no one else, I always said, I'm going to live like Adam now and then I'll also live like Adam when I'm older. Yeah. That's my mentality. 100%. All right. That's all I got. Great. Well, what do you think, though? I feel like you kind of touched on it, but just for the record. Right. Do you think there's some good with the bad? Like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater? Someone um, someone said, and this was good. She's like, I think... There's a baby in there. There's just a lot of bath water. Yeah, the bath water is like it's, it's like a pool. Hope said that. So I like I like I told you, like, you know, I think his 
I think he can create some good habits. It's a very, if we're talking purely about just saving money, paying off debt, it can create a good habit to make you think about it. But overall, I think that I wouldn't even call it a baby in the bathwater. I would say there's like maybe a gem or two, but you could probably find those gems on a beach somewhere if you threw out the whole bathwater. I, I, it's just a, I don't, it's not a good analogy. I think overall he's like 99% bad. Overall, as a person, I think he's 100% bad. Right. So, like, how can you dip your toe into it? Just do something else. If you need to save money, use somebody else. I'm not saying anybody should listen to Dave Ramsey. What I'm saying is, is if you just tackle your debt and don't do anything fun, you will save money. That's all I'm saying. And that's what he says. Sure. He's and like I'm a just weight saying, loss guru. if you decide not to eat anything but one cucumber every day, you will lose Th- weight. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is exactly. It, it, that's exactly so, it. Yeah. So, I think if, but I would be not truthful if I said not everything he says. Like, it would make no sense for me to say what he says. That wasn't work. the question, though. That was not the question. My bigger thing. You, the question that you asked me was, is there some good with the bad? Right. And I said, ultimately, no. I think Dave Ramsey is a cult. Going back to my cult obsession that I talked to you about a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm, Dave geez. Ramsey is a cult-like leader who, like, is, has a very warped view of who Jesus is based on how he acts. Mm-hmm. His organization is cult-like. Mm-hmm. It's like the it's like Bob Jones University that you get paid to go to. Just an incredibly <laughs> strict, really evangelical, hyper evangelical environment. And he's a he is a talking point for the Trump right. So, right. like, like 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 my cousin Matt said, like don't listen to him for anything. Talk to somebody that knows that, that's a, that's a certified financial planner if you want help with your money. So, just for the record. There's no good with the bad. That is the question you asked me. You have, you can't, you don't get to scapegoat your own question. Like I said, if you, <laughs> if for the record, let's make it very clear for the record. I think he's bad. I don't think there's really, I don't think there's any good there. I think that his principles are common sense stuff that anybody can think about. They're not common sense stuff. Yes, it is. It's if I spend if I spend more money than I make, I will have debt. If I spend more money on debt, I will have less debt. Like if I pay, if I pay off my debt fast, as fast as I can and do nothing fun, I will have no more debt. That's common sense. That's not like, that's common sense. Yeah. But okay. It's to your point, it's just like weight loss. Like most, it's hard for people to have. A, a, no, common sense would say, okay. Like what I said, if I just eat a cucumber, nothing else every day, I will lose weight. Common sense tells you your body needs more nutrients than just a cucumber. That's not sustainable over time. You're going to be unhappy just eating a cucumber. You're going to feel feel miserable. That's common sense. The other thing is the is a lack of common sense. It 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 is attaching yourself to an idea so badly that you're willing to do something unsustainable and drastic to achieve it. I think I'll end with what my friend Chris said. <laughs> <laughs> he said I listened to Dave Ramsey for years while he created some good habits for us. It took years to undo his lessons of poor shaming and systems blind approach to life. Wow. Yeah. So that's where I'll end it. All right. Do you feel like I answered my question or no? No, I don't. Okay. I think Dave Ramsey's bad. All Thank bad. you. There Thank you. Don't Adam just doesn't to want to have a long argument tonight when go, we're about to go to bed. Yeah. And go, be like, let's talk about what you said about Dave Ramsey. Th- th- this is nearly eight years of marriage coming to <laughs> coming to my aid right here. 
Gallup's um, at least got the common sense in marriage figured right, out, but not that. financial planning, apparently. I've got that one done. Locked down. Um, yeah. So what I would say is read these articles. Go to go to sign up for... If you are curious about Digit, it's free to use. They don't take any money out of your... Like, they don't keep any of your money. They just bank on you leaving it in their they system. They do. They do. They didn't, when we first signed up, it was free. Oh. It, it's... I think it's like $3 a month now, but they do... Like if you keep your money in there, they do pay you like interest on it. Yeah. Um, which we don't. We don't keep our money in there. But three dollars a month is much cheaper than. It's fine. I, I'm fine. Okay, with, I'm personally fine with it. But it is. It's two ninety nine. Okay, so it's three dollars a month, and if you keep your money in there, they probably invest it. That's how they make more money on you. But anyway, go check it out if you're curious. It, the link is in the show notes as well. Great topic, Adam. I loved this takedown piece, Dave Ramsey. You done. You fired. In the words of your favorite person, you're fired. You're fired, and you're also basic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you when we are back in Michigan in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.